Hi, hope you're all well. I'm Viv and I'm the face behind Skin Farmer Aesthetics in Stockton on Tees. And tonight, um, myself and Sunny, we don't have any guests on this evening. Um, so we thought we'd just review the lives we've been doing over the last um, seven, eight months or so since we started earlier this year. Hi Sunny, hope you're well. I'll just add Sunny. Hi Patricia, hi Stephen, I hope you're all keeping well. Nice to see you joining us for this evening's live. I'll just add Hi Sunny. Hi Viv, how are you? Fine, fine, doing well, thanks. Uh, how's uh, this week been for you? Uh, busy, busy. So I had to race back from clinic. Um, uh, race back from clinic just to get here on time. Um, oh. It's been a busy one. I think everyone is wanting treatments done um yeah. but it's when you when you get more senior as we have done both chronologically in age and in practice <laughs> you tend to start constructing your diary so that you can manage yeah. your time better because yeah. i remember the days in the beginning when anyone would ring up and say oh can i be can i be seen and you'd be like yeah yeah just we'll fit you in yeah but actually yeah. you know one the question is is that good for the patient is that good yeah. for you? For regulars, it's fine, but regulars yeah. would have booked in already. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. you know, it's the, for the patients that are, oh, I can't get in with my practitioner, can I just come and see you? But yeah. Um, it's, 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 it, you get older and older, things, um, things change, I suppose, and you, uh, <clears throat> you need to do things a little bit differently and you get more experience with different aspects of your work, I think. And, Patients you see regularly understand why you do things. Um, it's a little bit difficult trying to uh, speak to new patients about the same topics in the same ways, I think. Um, but it's, it's, I can't believe we've done 21 lives with practitioners from all around the world since April, I think we started doing these lives. And it all began with both of us starting to use ultrasound in our aesthetics work. You've got a big smile on your face there, Sonny, so I think you've been enjoying it as much as I have. Yeah. It's a nice smile. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Um, um, no, I, I, have. Nice... I have. Um, I mean, I, it's the most consistent thing that I've done. Obviously, I don't think I'd have been able to do these lives uh, without your, you know, without mutual support, with your support as well. I think yeah. right at the beginning, we were flagging a little bit because it was something new. But to be honest, I take this this time that we take out that this 30 minutes on a Thursday evening is, you know, is is time to focus on a subject that we're both passionate about. But yeah. but equally, that hopefully is adding value to those yeah. who are people that are watching. So definitely, I mean, yeah, ultrasound in aesthetics is here to stay. It's only going to develop further we yeah. will hopefully be a voice of reason and sanity within a chaotic marketplace. Yeah. Um, because I've, without a doubt, I think that within six months, we will be seeing other portable devices coming onto the market, probably from, it, it doesn't matter where they're from, you know, yeah. if they're from China, if they're from Far East, or if they're from America, we will see more devices coming online. Yeah. Um, and, because that's what happens in a in a in a competitive market but hopefully yeah. we will be able to add value but how about you though i mean first of all your yeah, your week yeah. how's your week been oh, it's been good busy uh, we've been having chats about all sorts of stuff in the background as well about what we're going to be planning on doing in the future 
lots of patients to see, lots of complications still um, in terms of problems patients have had with other practitioners. Um, they can't get issues solved because problems can't be identified and treated properly. So I'm getting more and more patients coming to me from other clinics because of issues they've had. Not recently, a lot of these problems have occurred from over the last three, four years. And it, it's just um, it's just a bit of a shame that things like this happen. But if you're able to deal with them, you're able to advise the patient properly about the issues that they've got, then ultimately, hopefully, things will improve for them. And well, I'm, I'm looking forward for us to both go to Amsterdam. And I think for those people who are watching, um, I don't... Is Leonie watching? She's definitely watching. She, she watches watching, us every yeah. week, Sonny. She is watching. Um, you know, going to Amsterdam and looking at a well-supported, well-resourced, evidence-based clinic uh, for aesthetic medicine will help us to potentially, you know, bring that some of that knowledge back. And even if it's 10% of that knowledge in a chaotic marketplace where, yeah. you know, people are just turning up to you, aren't they? They, you know, yeah. you're, you're standardised. I'm, sure, I'm sure you put them through a pre-questionnaire and you, you guide yeah. them. But, you know, for one practitioner dealing with all the problems in your, in your area... I mean, yeah. that's a heavy burden, whereas, in and, 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 that, and that's where I can see us taking, you know, if you're watching and we get the support, is taking that further. Not, not necessarily, complications happen regardless. It doesn't matter yeah. who you are. They can happen to us as well, and they have happened. But yeah. it's how we can manage it to, yeah. for patient safety and for practitioner safety as well. So, so you're getting a lot of complications coming your way. A lot of, lot of complications. I was talking to Leonie a while back about um, practitioners she sees at um, Erasmus in, um, in Rotterdam in the Netherlands where she runs the complications clinic. And she, she's helped, um, I think, a group of plastic surgeons from Israel recently, a few months ago. I think she was helping them. Um, set up their own complications clinic in Israel, I think it was, and she's she's a really nice person, and uh, she's 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 you're able to talk to her with her about any issues, about any problems. She's a really nice person, and I know we mention her every week, but we do that because of the expertise, the knowledge, and the the skill she has in doing the work that she does. And we don't just say Leonie for for no reason. There's a, there is a reason behind mentioning her. Um, but I think it, it's been nice talking to lots of different specialists from around the world and um, so many different backgrounds, so many different specialists from all areas. So let me, so on that note, we have had Brazil, Netherlands, USA, Australia, Morocco, um, UK, obviously, um, Canary Islands, Northern Ireland, Australia, Poland, Argentina, Germany. Um, yeah. And, you know, that that is a massive spread. I mean, that's a global yeah. network. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know how to do this, but we do it very in an ordered way. But um, who, I mean, everyone, everyone that we've spoken to, I, I know we're both in, in awe of their expertise and knowledge. Um, yeah. But we spoke to Carolina right at the beginning. What yeah. what was um what what did you take from that as your kind of take home message? Carolina was um, was probably one of the first practitioners I spoke to about the whole use of ultrasound mm. uh, when I first started using the device earlier this year, and she was 
fantastic in, in providing help and advice about starting off in use of aesthetics, in uh, use of ultrasound in aesthetics work. So for her, from her, I, I've learned a lot, you know, to begin with. And she's always been helpful in um, providing information and advice about how to progress and improve what you're doing. And in the lab we did with her, I think she mentioned that she saw improvements in the work that, that I was doing with the scanner um, based on how I was working initially. It's not an easy area to start working in when you've never used ultrasound before. And um, Patricia, Patricia Bar Bar Barrera's uh, clapping there. I think she realizes as well just what support uh, practitioners need. It's not an easy type of work if you've never done it before. And she knows as well as anyone just what uh, issues you can have when you don't understand the use of ultrasound in aesthetics work. And Carolyn, uh, just correct me if I'm wrong, Carolina's background, she is a radi radiologist. Radiologist, yeah. yeah she's, she based, um, she's based in, um, Caroline, actually, I think she's based in Argentina, I thought Brazil by accident. But she, right. yeah, so, yeah, because obviously she knows, she knows Patricia as, no, yeah, Patricia. Knows Patricia as well, yeah. They, they know each other. And I think they're progressing. They're trying to improve the whole aspects of complications learning um, in, in South America. So hopefully they'll do a lot a lot more work in, in no, future. I was, I was impressed with Carolina's work as well because she's already, uh, yeah, Argentina, Dr. Patricia. Argentina, Argentina yeah. <laughs> That's my fault as well. I should have corrected Viv on that. Yeah, um, you should. <laughs> but uh, no, with Carolina's work, you know, from even from her own speciality, she was saying that it's looking at it from a very different perspective. Not yeah. very many radiologists know about um, facial imaging, um, yeah. CT, X-ray, and MRI. Well, even MRI, CT, and um, X-ray is a go-to. But uh, yeah. using a dynamic method like that, and it, so it was, it was nice to hear that from her, and obviously yeah. getting those hints and tips about how to use it. What, what um, did you think about the about the Dutch about the about Leone and, and Tom? I spoke to Tom um, a while back, yes. and um, I, I enjoyed it. What what did you think of uh, their um, I mean, their talk? I mean, we're both biased, aren't we? They <laughs> they have a wealth of experience. I mean, you kind of meant if you meant if you mentioned six months ago when we started this, um, oh, we're using ultrasound. People were just like, whatever. I mean, yeah. I, I had people saying to me, why are you wasting your money on ultrasound? Yeah. Like, yeah. just just spend the money on injecting or spend the money on injecting courses. But yeah. when, I, I, I can't remember what, I think it was just watching one of the Clarius talks, but basically then, I know, in fact, it was probably a webinar that Leone had done. Yeah. And as she was demonstrating uh, ultrasound-guided treatment of um, hy um, hyaluronic acid complications, it was like, well, this is, this makes complete sense. But I think yeah. we've only hit, seen the tip of the iceberg in terms of the knowledge and capability. Yeah. Um, the problem, I think, with um, where in Amsterdam it's very structured and it's a government-recognised, supported, resourced training programme, every aesthetic doctor has to go through yeah. that, that programme. And obviously, Leone and Tom are part of the faculty. In this yeah. country... If there's a key piece of IP knowledge, it gets encapsulated, I'm using a complication term there. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically encapsulated into this kind of, by a paywall, and yeah. the uh, the free bit, the knowledge bit is lost because then suddenly yeah. you're like, well, 
it costs this much to go on a, and that and that's the whole point of why we're continuing to do this is that yeah. if you can just bring one hint or tip you know how to hold the ultrasound yeah. the application of it its uses and that and so on so no i i enjoyed it immensely and i'm looking forward to going face to face and seeing and going to the clinic hopefully we'll be able to go um some point next year over to the erasmus clinic in rotterdam and see um leone um see tom um olga, Dr. olga um, yeah those people are watching now like all oh, these two guys just blathering on about amsterdam <laughs> just go into pubmed and use pubmed search for uh leonie shulk and tom um Decatas. yeah just look at the research papers yeah yeah because the the work is there and if you just look at it and and then take it in context of what you're doing in practice it will yeah. have just take you know take a minute five minutes a day just to read the abstract and yeah. just doing that will help you understand what you're doing much better, especially over, the fear of complications. Over the last few months, I, I think, you know, I set up a research database on my website, on the Skin Farmer website, purely because... I'll just, say, I'll just say a free, a free service, no charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's skinfarmer.co.uk forward stroke research. Um, you can register and you'll be able to look at research articles and abstracts from practitioner from researchers from all around the world who, um, who do some fantastic work particularly with the use of ultrasound as well um as i said we spoke to so many uh what about rosa rosa, rosa was very interesting rosa yeah she was a really interesting practitioner what, what, what yeah. did you I, I again um spoke to rosa last year um, for a christmas Greetings video. That's the first time I've contacted oh God, yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got to do one for me, Sonny. <laughs> I think Leonie and Tom have done a fantastic video for me, so I'll uh, be looking forward to putting them all together. Um, but Rosa, really nice lady. She works with Barbara uh, Pada in Poland as well, and the two of them organise training um, in Europe. Um, so... Uh, I think both of them do some fantastic work. Rosa, specialist radiologist, trains all over the world, and she does some fantastic research work as well. So really enjoy uh, following her work. And, uh, oh, thanks, Barbara. She's mentioning about the research service I'm providing through the website. It's, it's a pleasure. Um, as I say, there's so much fantastic work being done by specialists all around the world to look at how aesthetics practice can be improved by all practitioners. It really needs mentioning, you know, the fact that they are doing work in the background. They're not getting paid for it. They're doing it in their own time. And I don't think it's being portrayed in a way that it should be. It's a lot of it's just completely being ignored. And I, I mean, think it's, it it's, it's a little bit unrelated and it's probably a shameless plug for Tom. Um, and any of the any of the people that we've spoken to a shameless plug for their courses that they're organizing, yeah. I think definitely because these people, these practitioners are passionate about yeah. teaching and yes yeah. there is a cost but that covers their time but i think a lot of uh, what i will say to any of the people that we've spoken to who are running courses i think they plow that money back into developing the courses further and into yeah. their own research so that you know it's suspenders but uh, uh, tom i was very fa i was fascinated with his genetic test yeah. that his company yeah. have developed yeah. Um, yeah. which allows patients with a simple cheek squab swab to see whether they are prone to getting uh, granulomas, swellings, and so on. Yeah. You know, the cost of the test probably is the cost of one mil of filler uh, yeah. retail. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's fascinating. But that, his, that 
that test would not have come out unless he'd done the research behind it. No, no. He, he developed that test um, as, as a result of his PhD. I think it was his PhD work looking at adverse events um, it, with dermal filler treatments and particularly. He did a lot of work to um, develop that test and he has a company that's uh, now trying to uh, promote the use of that test around the world. Um, but again, so many specialists. Um, I, I enjoyed talking to Jose, you know, over in Gran Canaria. He was a really nice yes, person. Definitely. Nice he, runs a, he runs a course as well, doesn't he? He's yeah, he, he runs a course. And again, because of him, I've got in touch with other um, dermat dermatological specialists who use ultrasound around the world. And he does some great work in the use of ultrasound with um, hair, hair loss, problems with hair loss. Um, and then I we had, then we had um, well, talking about dermatology, uh, Professor Mariam um, from Morocco. Yeah, Mariam. She was um, using it to scan um, suspected cancerous lesions, and she was looking yeah. at, uh, you know, very innovative use that the vascularity within a cancerous yeah. lesion was so much higher compared yeah. to, and you could see the depth of that lesion as well. I mean, yeah. that, that was amazing stuff, wasn't it? It, it, it was fantastic. And again, um, Jose was showing us some pieces of information about um, basal cell carcinoma and, and melanoma issues um, using ultrasound to detect problems and treat them as well. Um, I think he mentioned about the use of ultrasound to provide data to surgeons who will be looking into, you know, using surgical treatment of those problems, um, using the right depth, going in, in the right depth. Um, I enjoyed that. Well, to be honest, I, there was no particular favourite. I love talking to all of these practitioners. I um, I thought, I mean, not not favourite wise, because I'm getting into trouble because we need to invite yeah. everyone back on. Um, who? Okay, very personal question. So, and you can't say Leone on this one. Who <laughs> who were you in a little bit of awe of? Like, who did you like? Oh my God, was like speaking to this person. In awe of them, I think. One of the people that really stuck out for me was Lynette, Lynette Mays from Kalo Aesthetics. Not because she was some ultrasound specialist or anything to do with ultrasound in particular. It was purely because she, she managed to do what she wanted to do, no matter what. She was very, she wasn't always confident, but she had to grow up strong. And she gave us, um, about, she gave us information about the background, how she grew up in Northern Ireland, problems she's had with trying to uh, get better and improve what she's wanted to do. And she's managed to do some fantastic work in this last year. And her, not not quite stubbornness, but her, her, her fourth, forthright will to get what she wants. But do I we... Think, I, th I think what you're saying is so poignant right now because obviously nurses are on strike. Um, yeah, yeah. And fully in, I'm fully in support of nurses striking because yeah. it is a polarized issue you you either yeah. are for or against there's no in the, in the middle um you yeah. know and um i think uh, lynette L lynette's resilience um tenacity yeah is is typical of most nurses that i've met especially in aesthetics because people yeah. think or, you know, aesthetic nurses. Some are full-time aesthetics now, but they've been doing it for years, but they are still mm. doing nursing on the side. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. still working in hospital or in primary care. And to manage for most nurses, um, whether male or female, to be fair, they're managing a family, yeah. kids, they're women, 
and they are also running a business probably successful business and then they're also working in nhs as well yeah they are really contributing on lots of levels in society yeah. not that i'm not saying other people don't either but it's just testament to the resilience of of nurses and i, and I think I, sh I echo what you're saying in yeah. regards to um lynette but you know again a really amazing woman so yeah definitely i would agree um yeah it was surprising though talking to um who was it? It was Morbin, Morbin Master. The backgrounds behind these people, you don't always realise um, on social media that they don't always talk about things like the hobbies and the backgrounds. And that's what we delve into in the, in the work that we do when we speak to them. But Morbin Master being a, a DJ and a, a record uh, producer, I was quite amazed by because there's other, there's other DJs, aesthetics DJs around the world. There's... Um, there's, um, oh, I can't remember his name. There's a couple of DJs around the world, quite, um, quite famous ones. And it, it's amazing that they do all this amazing work, you know, in the background that you don't even realise about. And I think Morbin still does a lot of work. I think, um, I think people like we would say, are higher functioning individuals. I have no idea how they have hobbies on the side. My... <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's Raj, Raja Quiller. Raja Quiller. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he works with um, Allegan and a few other companies. Um, he, he, he's a DJ. He, he spends time in Ibiza and all over the world DJing in oh, the listen, summer. Listen, if, you can, if you can land uh, Dr. Quiller uh, onto, <laughs> onto our podcast. To be honest with you, I'll, I'll and podcast you. Onto our, onto our live. It'd be interesting to see what he uh, <clears throat> what he thinks and his background as well. It'd be interesting to speak to him. <clears throat> but there's so many <clears throat> excuse me, Sonny, so many specialists I'd love you to talk to. <laughs> I do need something to drink actually. But it'd be nice to um, be nice to speak to others around the world next year um specialists we haven't spoken to but also go over um what work the ones the practitioners we've spoken to what work they've done over the last six to 12 months as well i think so, i think that would be i think our focus for the ultrasound live is to really go over start delving into the work into a bit more clinical detail so i think yeah for those of, who, who are religiously watching thank you what we will do is not only delve into the clinical we'll delve with it from a patient's aspect from the practitioner's yeah. aspect um and really start we our goal was to always try and produce some standardization and that yeah. that is that is the plan for 2023 um to really have a set of the objective is to have a set of standardized protocols for ultrasound a systematic yeah. way um, but also have a funder as well because we want to know more about practitioners we want people to come on and talk to them i mean when we're talking i'm sure it's boring but when they come on, <laughs> when they come on, I mean, they they um they really light it up. Um, I will yeah. say that I blame you for this, but um, when Jake Sloan came on, obviously um, uh, our, our friend, our doctor friend from Australia, our, our basically ex pom, yeah. Um, yeah. I then started listening to Inside Aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. Like religiously, so I mean. To be fair, when I've, I've having to drive for a fair distance to get to my GP locum jobs um, sometimes, and you can listen. And, and you know, if, if you're watching and you're a practitioner, listen to Inside Aesthetics because yeah. it is so useful. 
it's it's fantastic david and jake both two fantastic individuals and i was speaking to them after the live that we did with jake and um, because of the the video work i was doing you know doing loads of uh, work with uh, graphics etc they asked me if, if i'd like to help them out a little bit um with their inside aesthetics youtube channel um the problem is because of the work we'll be doing sonny it's it's just unfortunately i'm just not gonna have enough time to help them um but they i, well, was I, I, I banned you from it i basically said you can't do it unless they're gonna pay you <laughs> <So>. <laughs> they were really nice actually they, yeah, but yeah. They, they've got a fantastic youtube channel um and their podcast is is amazing um anyone who isn't uh, a subscriber of inside aesthetics podcast Go and uh, sign up because they well, really are nice. I am. Um, I signed up to Patreon or Patreon. Yeah. I'm not sure it is. Which is Patreon. the Patreon, which is their is their kind of subscription channel. Yeah. And you know, if, if for for six or seven pounds a month, you yeah. whatever level you choose, you get you get that inside. You know, you get the inside. It's behind the scenes chat yeah. about this. Yeah. So and 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 it supports them because I think they take a whole day out, don't they? For they do. Yeah. Um, it's not like us on the fly on a half an hour after clinic. I think they spend up to three, four hundred pounds dollars a day yeah. to produce their show. They do. They they spend a lot of money and they they try and get it to work as well as possible. They they do a lot of background work that people don't realise. The audio needs needs um, playing with digitally, and they've got people in the background that do a lot of work for them, and they they spend a lot of time you know, getting things right and helping people like us learn about the whole subject of, of aesthetics from specialists. And these specialists um, are all over the world. And it's, it's a privilege have, to be able to speak to them. Well, it's privileged information, to be honest. So they have, yeah. um, they have uh, guests, they have the injector diaries, they have companies coming on. And they, you know, they really do dig in with those companies. Yeah. Um, and I was, again, chatting to Jake via WhatsApp, you know, they edit their um, podcast so that misinformation doesn't go out. Yeah, yeah. They, they try and do things as, as clearly as possible, uh, transparently. They try and get the info that people want to know about. They ask things that are important. You know, they want to get facts and they want to help people in the whole area of working in aesthetics. And that's, that's what everyone wants. So I think, I think they're two really nice blokes, Jake and David. I'm just sorry, both of you, that I'm not able to help you. <laughs> January, but um, I hope your YouTube channel does right. well. If they're right, they've got. They've, I don't think it's award-winning, but I'm sure it should be. They've got. A nice <laughs> I think, um, they do it. They're really nice blokes, anyway. Um, so, yes. um, I mean, Candice as well. Candice, not to, not yeah. to, we've mentioned doctors, but you know, sonographers like Candice. Um, Candice, and also Lisa, Lisa Hackett in Australia, both yes. sonographers, and uh, Lisa's a radiographer. Yeah, I'm sorry um, I couldn't come on. I couldn't do that one. I just, I was in, not in a good state. I, so. I, I thought you were a little bit tired after your night shift, I think, last yeah. week, uh, Sonny. But both, but, yeah. Um, I mean, what, so I think in the viewpoint of sonographers and what they bring, it would be really good to promote them next year. Any yeah. courses that a sonographer does, basically, you know, it it's fine. They may not have the practical knowledge of doing, you know, needle to skin yeah. necessarily, yeah. but you know, you need that MDT multidisciplinary team support for yeah. imaging. You oh, just yeah. can't do everything, and that's what we end up doing in aesthetics. 
I've been speaking to both Lisa and Candice and both really nice uh, specialist practitioners in the use of uh, sonography and hopefully I'll be I'll be trying to help them and they'll be helping me with bits and pieces to do with um, our lives and we should get on well and as I say we've networked really well with with these specialists because the, the CMAC conference a couple of weeks ago, we met quite a lot of them. Um, it was a shame we didn't get a little bit longer to chat with them there, but we were just so busy and we'd never met either uh, previously. So it was a, a chance for us to actually talk to each other. Um, but it'd be, it'd be nice to get them back in next year um, and speak to more practitioners and look at things from the perspective of patients as well. Perhaps we'll um, get patients who might have had issues in the past and how they could have been helped by the use of ultrasound and specialists like the people we've spoken to. It'd be nice to, to do that, I think. I think ultrasound is here to stay. I mean, we um, we hope that um, it is useful that we do this every Thursday. I enjoy it um, because yeah. it does get you does get you thinking. And, you know, when I leave it, with especially with your work on... Um, the enhancement of scans and images um, yeah. and that eventually potentially the software could incorporate that sort of work um, you, yeah. know, you do it for the love of it basically and I remember you saying that you went to we won't say who but you went to some of the people that designed the software and they were like yeah. they were how, how are you doing this sort of thing yeah um, but yeah. you know a AI needs to be trained if anyone's watching now who know someone who can develop AI algorithms, you know, um, definitely DM uh, Viv because it, it yeah. takes time to train the AI in yes. regards to those images. But once it's trained, yeah. it will recognise it. It's a bit like, you know, in, in the in the media over the last couple of months, there's been more and more talk about artificial intelligence and uh, OpenAI, the company that's been developed, it's been going for a while. They're doing a lot of work with chatbots and um, using artificial, intelli artificial intelligence to mimic human uh, behaviour in terms of written text. So I was feeding um, Open GPT, I think it's called. I was feeding yeah. it some information based on a chat we had earlier today just to see what it would come out with. And it's quite amazing the sorts of things it can actually produce. Um, from artificial intelligence it's quite amazing what can be done hopefully in the future similar technology could be used in ultrasound assessment and um, trying to help practitioners you know identify tissue dynamic tissue movement carry out carry out dissolution so ultrasound educator viv that's um is that kind that's of lisa. lisa that's lisa Hattie. sorry that's lisa yeah, yeah. That's lisa. okay well bye lisa thank you very much for tuning in but um she's just saying Ah, there you go. No, thank you. You're welcome. We look, I look forward to getting to chat with you next year as well. Um, yeah. I mean, examples of AI, GPT-3, which is what you're yeah. talking about, which is a new iteration yeah. of yeah. AI chat, basically, um, is amazing. But what have we seen so far in the aesthetics industry? Um, basically, practitioners having their photo augmented by yeah. AI in different, yeah. in different... I mean, yeah. I mean, the irony of it is such a powerful, powerful technology. What we should be seeing is um, taking patients' faces yeah. or anyone's face and seeing if how can the AI help us to yeah. look at the kind of anti-aging elements of facial yeah. rejuvenation. But instead, yeah. 
the people that are, are making money out of it are these apps where they charge three pound forty nine for a hundred <laughs> for a hundred images of you in different formats. Yeah. I mean, it it, it it it's just um, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a shame, not... really. I just get a little bit sad yeah. when I. The technology just isn't being utilised as effectively as it could be when you compare it to other areas of work. You know, the, compute, the computing and technologies has improved massively over the last, even the last five years. But when you look at aesthetics, very little change has occurred in the last five I mean, so years. If, anyone, you know, if anyone's again watching, if, they, if you had an app where you could take a patient with their current skin problems, let's say sun damage, photo damage, and yeah. just say, this is what we can do, or this is what you will look like, or take a 20 year old. But I think even yeah. that, that, that was available even five years ago, but it's yeah. not available as an app, sunscreen app, sun, sun protection app. You yeah. put your face in, this is what you look like in 50 years time, just use sunscreen every day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, things will gradually improve, but as I say, all practitioners, you know, if there were, I know this will never happen because everyone wants to keep the data private, but if, there was such a thing as being able to um, record your data centrally to look at um, the types of treatments a practitioner's carrying out on a patient, compare what the effect of that treatment is using a particular product in a particular type of patient. If that was recorded in the UK, imagine you had a thousand practitioners doing treatments and all of that data was recorded anonymously. A computer, artificial intelligence, could quite easily look at the patterns of products, um, types of injections, types of patients, and what the effect of certain treatments are in those patients. It isn't. It isn't rocket science. It takes time. It takes um, well, the ability to comp that's compile the, data. That's what. That's why the NHS data that's allowed yeah. to be mined is so valuable because yeah. basically that's essentially yeah. that. So if we just had a central hub, where yeah. But the thing is, we're a cottage industry. There's thousands of us operating from wherever. Um, yeah. You know, even if some of the training schools had developed CRM software where they said, look, you've, you've trained with us, use our CRM software. That yeah. CRM software will anonymize the data of your injecting and the yeah. training school. But, you know, well, maybe someone needs to set up a training school that has some ethics behind them. Perhaps they do, yeah. I say that about. <laughs> has that concept behind it not ethics i should say that back i should say that back because um all of the training schools that i'm sure they, they are ethical um the ones that, that we we know of. but yeah if they if, if if from the very beginning the crm was offered as part of your training package yeah. and that data could be recorded you know the standards yeah. have been set from day one but it takes yeah. people to to challenge the industry it's always, it's always, there's always ways of making improvements and that, that could well be something that training schools could look at in future. Well, I'm surprised you haven't gone down that rabbit hole of the, maybe the, the filler, the, yeah. the filler companies should be offering that level of... Uh, <laughs> we could have a whole argument about this whole aspect of aesthetics, uh, Sonny, but I think we should mention also um, Dr. Uche. You know, we both, uh, we both know Dr. Uche. He's... He's been known as the tea trough king, um, and he really is a nice bloke. I, I met him, um, not, not face to face, but online, <clears throat> because of lockdown about uh, two years back. And he was a mentor. He still is a mentor for me. And he... Um, he to be he, fair, he's a mentor for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Spending his time mentoring people, but he's not asking for money for it. 
No, he's not. But he his whole idea of keeping things clear, transparent, and getting to the 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 true facts of an issue. That's what he, he wants to do. And I think, you know, it's a shame that he gets such resistance from certain areas of, of aesthetics. Um, some of the posts he's been writing over the last couple of months have been related to different areas of work, not particularly the technicalities of injecting. It's the whole area in the different areas of working as a practitioner and what issues come up for different practitioners. And it's it's good to be able to hear him. I think he's really bold in some of the things he says. I don't think he's being bold. I think he's just being pragmatic and um, practical with the yeah. questions he's asking. But anyway, yeah. we'll go down the rabbit hole. I think we've been talking for um, half an hour, Viv. Come wrap it up for yeah. us. Okay, dokie. Um, as I say, we, we did this live tonight just to sum up um, the, the whole series of lives that we've been doing since um, earlier this year, April or so. Uh, I, we've both enjoyed it. I've loved doing all these lives this year, and I think you, you have too. Um, we'll continue um, from January. I think we'll take a couple of, we'll have a couple of weeks break, do you think, over Christmas and New Year? Well, because we, we need that time just to work on a couple of projects, I think. We'll yeah. be using the time next Thursday. And we'll, what will yeah. end up happening is that we'll be talking about a topic and I'll say, let's just go live. But I yeah. think for the next yeah. couple of weeks, we're working on something um, that all sound related, we're both passionate about, and just planning for 2023. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be back um, January, probably the first week in January. We'll, do, we'll start doing more lives. And hopefully people like Lynette will carry on following us. She's been really nice. I think she's followed us, followed us from the very beginning since we started. And we will talk to more practitioners. We'll speak to people that are thinking of using it, using the devices and ultrasound. People that uh, have been using it a long time. And we, we may well speak to patients as well. It'd be nice to actually get um, a range of views on the whole subject, including patients, because I think it's important um, those that may have had problems, those that may have been treated using ultrasound, I think it's it'd be nice to do that as well. So I'm looking forward to the lives that we have next year. And we will review the ones that we've done over the last uh, six to eight months. And we'll speak to these practitioners again, who we've loved talking to last year over this last year. So I just wanted to say thanks to everyone. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be able to do all these lives with you, Sonny. Yeah, likewise. Back at you, mate. So no, very, very good. And uh, thank you everyone for watching. And yeah. uh, we were back in the new year. And uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Have a, have a good Christmas. Have a fantastic new year. And I will catch up with you in the next live, possibly in the next couple of weeks. But we'll probably do them properly in January onwards anyway, Sonny. Definitely. Thank you everyone for watching. Really appreciate yeah. it. Great. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye.